Hi, welcome to this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You Channel. My name is Michelle. I am, we are, this is an, a whosoever will channel. You are welcome here. This is a judgment-free zone. My goal is simply to share by my experiences by the power of Holy Spirit, things that, that I know he is pressing on me uh, and has been pressing on me to share. We are in a season right now of pivoting out of cursing into blessing, springboarding out of cursing into blessing. And so any segments that I share, or series that I share right now are coming out of that entire concept. The main understanding that we need and the main um, thing that we need to comprehend is are the spiritual principles by which God works once he is established and why he tells us to do things the way he tells us to do them. All of that being said, we're going to hop right into today's segment, which is he causes all things to work together for the good of those that love him. He causes all things to work together for the good of those that love him. So let's hop right into that. The word of God says, I will cause, the Lord speaking, I will cause all things to work together for your good to, or for the good of those that love me. What exactly does that mean? Because we like to rate things. We live in a society where we are conditioned to caste systems, to hierarchies, to ratings, to reviews. We're, we're, we're conditioned to believe that that is how things are when in fact that is just how we've made them. The, the things that we talk about are the kinds of things that God says, these are things that last eternally. They're not going to stand up in the court of heaven. They don't carry any weight except the weight of the momentum and how deeply embedded they are in our society, societal structure. He says, but I cause, cause all things to work together for your good, for the good of, good of those that love him. So in saying that, he's saying, yeah, you can rate it if you want, but that doesn't, that's not going to make the difference in how, in what the outcome is. We live in the natural. We live in the natural realm. He is supernatural. So we have these things. We've been taught and conditioned uh, to believe certain things, but that is not how things are. That's how they are to us. We have facts. So it is a fact that these things exist. But fact, unless it is derived from truth, cannot stand on their own. Spiritual principle says, regardless of the situation, and I know this is challenging because it's challenging even for me to think about, even right now, with however many years with the Lord I have under my belt, so to speak, it is difficult to think about how God uses all of this for our good. But that's the principle. And this is what we have to understand. There are principles in play. We want to say, I think, I feel, I did, I accomplished, I have, I want, I don't, I don't need, I don't like. Nothing works that way. That is us expressing our desire. It's not us deferring to the Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
if you've ever said the Lord prayer, Lord's Prayer, you can't then go back and say, I'm just going to do me, or I don't like this, so it can't be done. Your word, my word, compared to the Lord's word, carries no weight unless it is by his spirit saying what he said. We do what we do all too often for our own convenience, for our own advantage, to manipulate the circumstances and situations for them to be what we want them to be. But that doesn't mean it is a, it, it is a principle or a practice that can stand up against the spiritual principles that were in place before we ever, ever got here. There is nothing new under the sun. That's in the Bible, too. So when we hear things like he causes all things to work together for good, especially in times of ch challenge, then for us, there's a reason he says this. And understand there's a reason he says everything. Because he knows we have those days when it's like, okay, okay yeah, how are you going to work good out of this? I need to see it. Right? This is a whole mess. And he's not saying what he's saying to tell us we aren't going to have those moments. He's saying what he's saying because he's committed himself to the principle of using everything for the good of those that love him. I will cause all things. What is all things? All is all. All is all. We are the only ones that have these shades and these nuances of things. There is no shadow of turning in him. He said what he said. He meant what he meant. He committed himself to it. He put his own son on the cross to prove it, <laughs> then poured out his spirit to ensure it. The pouring out of Holy Spirit is a guarantee. That's in the Bible, too. So he's telling us not just the quote. We like to quote it but do we understand what it truly means? He's telling us the principle by which he works. He's saying it doesn't matter. I will cause all things to work together for your good and for the good of those, for the good of those that love me. I will cause it. So when we have these questions, and this is what, for me, what I sense in my spirit when I have some of these, when I'm recording these segments, is that there's literally a pushing in the spirit. There's literally a pushing and encouragement and empowerment for us to get out of ourselves, to get out of our heads, to get out of our feelings and understand he doesn't work by our feelings. He works by his word in Christ by the power of his spirit. So what we feel might be what we feel, but it doesn't change who he is or what he said. We want to rate and be raped, right? I'm going to rate you so that I can berate you. And what God says is, would you do to somebody else? Uh, even before we get to doing, how you think about someone else is what I'm holding you accountable for. Particularly 
if you claim to believe in me. He will cause all, all is all, not our version of all, not my truth or your truth, not my version of all or your version of all. All means all. He doesn't have all of that. So when, he, when, we, when he, we talk about the authority of the word, that's not an opinion. <clears throat> that is a realization and a revelation that we don't change God. We are to be changed by him into his image and his likeness. Now, we like that part. Oh, I'm a Christian. I want to be like Christ. But it's not what we think. I don't even use the word Christian anymore because it's not my call. It's his call. Only he truly knows what's going on with me, who I am, what my heart looks like. Is my walk matching my talk? Is my do matching my say? And even beyond that, spirit illuminates the soul. The soul informs speech and behavior. He says, yes, I'm looking at what you believe, but I'm also looking at the renewal of the mind, the renewal of the soul. By the way, he didn't tell us to do that. That'll be another segment. He didn't tell us to go renew our minds. He's saying, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He gives us the instruction because he already knows the condition we're in. So he's not telling us to do anything because he already told us we couldn't. If we could do it, we'd have no need for Holy Spirit. We take that as a, to mean that there's a competition. He says there is no competition. I'm telling you what you need to have if you want to walk up out of some of the mess. Some, all, be delivered, be healed, be restored. You, your family, other people's families, individuals, collective, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Everything he says and does has the purpose of redemption. Excuse me. Out of a state from which we could not deliver ourselves. And we don't like to believe, we don't like to believe those things because it's not something we can control. I will cause all things to work together for your good. We all have equal opportunity, but he's still going to honor our choices. So his statement is true to the extent, if then, remember, if then, covenant language, to the extent that we choose him. He's not making us choose. He's saying, because of your faith or by your faith, if you align yourself with me and allow me to lead you in my way, then what you're going, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to cause everything to work together for your good. So please don't take this out of context to say that I can go do whatever I want and God's going to call it. Nope, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. There's a condition. His love is unconditional. Be clear about that. That's why we all have equal opportunity. But our choices are individual, and he will honor our choices. That is the un- unconditional love. We want, to put, we want to make love about what we want and how we think God should be. 
that shows how deluded and deceived we are. He would not be God if it was that simple to manipulate him. We like to manipulate others and then say it's God, and God would never manipulate. We like to lie and say it's God, but God is, there's no lie found in him. He will cause all things to work together for good for those that love him. And he says, if you love me, you'll obey me. He's not saying that. That's not a power move. God doesn't need to do a power move. For what? What's he going to need to do a power move for? He's not in a position where he needs to prove himself to us. He says, I've already done it. You can either believe it or you don't believe it. I gave you the power, the capacity, the faculty to make your own choices. Choose, I'm going to tell you what life looks like. I'm going to show you what life looks like. I'm going to show you what death looks like. Therefore, choose life. I'm still leaving it in your hands to choose, but just understand I don't have anything to prove to you. That's why Jesus walks away. He says, I, I, I can't do any miracles here. There's no unbelief. I mean, there's too much unbelief. He's saying, I don't need to prove anything to you. Because when you're in a state of unbelief, you couldn't see the miracle even if it slapped you in the face. So we like to take our image and project it onto God when God says, no, you're created in my image. It doesn't work like that. Spiritual principle. We're in situations and circumstances right now that we like to blame on other people when, in fact, you are the issue or I'm the issue. We don't like to talk about that. We all have the same conditions manifested in different ways. But God's love is still unconditional of each and every person, and he's still going to honor our choices. But just understand, he's going to hold us accountable for those choices as well. When we transition out of here at our several times, whatever they might be, we're going by ourselves. And so at the end of the day, when you stand before the God of the universe, it's going to be you. You're not going to have your posse. You're not going to have your group. You're not going to have your parents, your family, your friends, your affiliations, your associations, whatever you want to call them. Can you stand on your own before God? He says, I'm going to cause. I've committed myself. I promised my own self to cause all things to work together for your good. All things what? Being here while we're here together for your good. This is what he's promised himself. He's not going back on his word. He's incapable of going back on his word. He's already committed himself to it. But we want to act like we have a say in something about who God is. Well, you can do that for yourself, but that does not change who God is. And it doesn't change what he did. So we get to choose what we believe. We get to choose who we believe, how we believe. He gave us all of that. In another segment, I even shared the capacity to choose. He, he tells us it's impossible. Let me, let me back up. He says it's impossible without faith. It's impossible to please him. But then he also gave us a measure of faith, size of a mustard seed. That's what he said. If you have faith, the size of a mustard seed. And the Lord says, I've already given you that. I, I sent you here with it. You came with that. It's built in. How you use it is up to you. So even in our rebellion and our unbelief and all of these things that we have going on that we should want to be delivered out of, he says, you're using, you're using what I gave you to do that. 
And I think it's interesting because we have all of these standards, but we don't want to live up to the standard. We have standards for what we will or won't do. We have standards for how people will or won't treat us, but we don't respect God in that way, and yet we want to claim to be like him. And the way that we claim, the way that we start becoming like him is to actually start becoming like him. Humble yourself. Humble ourselves. That's what he says. I need you to humble yourself. Go back and read it. If my people, which are called by my name, or which call themselves by my name, depending on how, where we are, would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then pray, I will heal their land. That's what he says. That's why pivoting out of cursing into blessing is so significant. I have to correct it. Springboarding out of cursing into blessing is so significant. He's ready to heal. He's ready to restore individually and collectively and globally. But see, the challenge with that is that many of us like chaos and confusion and death, hell, and destruction. We like that. But God still says, no, you get to choose. Him allowing us to choose doesn't mean he changed his rules, though, his guidance, his instructions. Him allowing us to choose means we have an opportunity. But we still get held accountable either way. We think that because we get to choose, we're also free of accountability. To whom much is given, much is required. That's in there for a reason. And this just, just doesn't, this doesn't apply just to everyone else. It applies to you first. It applies to me first. So we start inward and we move outward. This doesn't apply to everyone else but not to you. This doesn't apply to everyone else but not to me. We start with ourselves. And he's given us opportunities every moment of our lives to say, you know what? I'm kind of off in this area. I need you to heal me here. I am going to humble myself because I'm clueless. The older you get, the less you know. I promise you that. there, There was a song we used to sing in Sunday school. you can't get over him, so low you can't get under him, so wide you can't get around him, you got to go through the door. It's true. It is truth. Even though I didn't have a clue what I was singing, I was singing away. But what I have found in him is that it's true. The more we think we know, the less we know. We have so much going on. And yet he says, I will cause all things. The things we think are good and the things we think are bad. He says, I'm going to cause it all to work together for your good. I just need you to follow me. I need you to love me. I need you to understand that I'm telling you what it takes. I'm telling you what it takes. And it's up to you to choose. I'm still going to love you, but I'm still going to hold you accountable.
I love you. I bless you. I appreciate you. I love agape you. I appreciate you for sharing your time with me today on Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You channel. I'm Michelle, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.